Welcome to Growing Up Fire with Jamie Coots. Seahawk, it is our commitment to you that you have complete access to the top professionals, industry experts, and products for your fire service. We stand by the service and products we provide. We are proud of our past, and we are constantly listening to our customers and exploring new ways to bring better options to the fire service. This is Seahawk. High level, safety, service, security. Please visit our website at www.seahawkservice.ca or give us a call at 1-888-791-4210. All right, folks, season two, episode 22, Growing Up Fire. I'm here in Car Stairs with the Fire Chief Jordan. How's it going, man? Oh, it's a beautiful day today. <laughs> Is it ever? We're sitting, you can't see this. You'll have to check out my Insta or Facebook to see this, but we're sitting in his brand new state-of-the-art, beautiful fire hall. Thanks for having us out tonight. Uh, it, was, it was a bit of a hassle to get here between oh. holidays and sick kids and yeah, it's summer. Yeah, it's been a hassle. It's <laughs> taken about six weeks, but we've got it figured out finally. It's all good. We didn't give up on the idea, so we're here. When we were driving in today, so first thing I want to talk about is the area, right? And so uh, you're in Mountain View County, right? And the town is uh, part of that. You're close to Didsbury, Old, Sundry. Cremona. Cremona. Crossfield. There we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, just down the road from Airdrie, the city of Airdrie. And then next to Rocky View County. Correct, yeah. And so uh, you got a lot going on here. Right? We sure do, yeah. She's <laughs> keeps us entertaining every day around here. We laugh. We were pulling into town, and uh, we missed it on the highway, so we came back around. and And uh, there's train tracks right there. We're driving on the QE2, which is a beast of it all by itself. Township roads, range roads, crisscrossing everywhere. And so when we got to town, right, we jumped in the truck right away, and we ripped over to this call. So let, let's talk a little bit about this call, because the people that listen to this podcast love a good firefighter story. So. Oh yes, good fire. <laughs> <laughs> so we were sitting in that this would be september 2nd we were sitting in the gym and i was getting my butt kicked finding out that i'm not near as good a shape as i thought it was <laughs> fire chief um, stories yeah my uh <laughs> lieutenant was uh off duty he calls me up and says hey we got a big fire south of town and then two minutes two seconds later our tones go off so it's 12 56 and um yeah we got called out went south of town there we found a small fire 100 meters by about 30 meters we had the fire I would say contained or at least under control. And then I turned around and I said, uh, there was another fire to my left about 300 meters away and there was a swear word involved. And I was yelling out, where the heck did that come from? And that fire just took off like I have never seen before. And it just kept on expanding, expanding. I started bringing in departments all over from uh, Didsbury to Olds to Cremona, Crossfield, Airdrie. And that fire got out of tro- control really quick. And within the hour, we actually had to stay, uh, declare a local state emergency and uh, set up the EOC. I guess the EOC was first. And we actually ended up evacuating 65 homes. As many of you guys know, uh, Jamie's lived through what uh, I was going through. At least my my <laughs> fire stopped at the edge of town. Um, unfortunately, Jamie didn't have as much luck. But I, I learned from my predecessor a little bit here. So, yeah, I got a little hairy. We had set up structural protection with multiple uh, rigs and tenders. And I had aerials deployed from uh, Crossfield to start pre- uh, prepping to protect the rest of the town. And it was... 
it was a long 12 hours i'll tell you that much it, so it was awesome i was so excited when you're like get in the truck we're going to see this and i was like yeah we are because for me we drove through that farmer's yard yeah right you can't see it you can't see it and all of a sudden we come out the back end of his yard i see the burnt fence posts right i see how i had no idea that this field ducked right into the backyards of these houses right all around the treat area and then out in the field and so to me I always get excited when i see those big fires like that and i can just imagine the adrenaline pumping and the trucks flying right yeah one thing that i didn't actually discuss prior to is we actually had to almost call it mayday we had two firefighters in our three-quarter ton truck out there that i showed you has a little uh 200 gallon tank in the back and they got trapped against the fence line and uh, the fire and the smoke, and they actually uh, almost had to bail out. Luckily, our tender was able to come over top of the hill, and they were able to see the tall lights. They, he was able to escort them out, but it's part of our review coming up on Thursday to see would have been declared a mayday and how we should learn in the future of how would we deal with that because that is a call i never want to hear ever again oh of course and i mean the wildfires you were showing us the videos right i mean those wildfires cook and when the winds change in directions i always think of the guys from high prairie when they were coming to slave lake and it, it smoked right in and and they're sticking out their heads out the, the window, window with the thermal. Yeah, I remember, I remember like, you telling me that. Yeah. What's going on with that? I mean, genius on their part. Oh, totally. But I can't imagine driving down a road with my head sticking out, looking into a thermal camera to say, yeah, this is okay. This, this is going to be okay. <laughs> what could go wrong, right? right? Yeah. And so every time you hear about somebody getting trapped in a fire, I think of those guys and, and that story. So, yeah, well, we were out in your bay and like just about every truck you have is out on this fire and what, half your firefighters probably or more. Or oh, yeah, we, we have a compliment just shy of 35 members and by the end we had 30 there during this we end up getting another call that came in uh, i ended up having to send madden to it and we never did hear the outcome but they didn't find the fire so i'm assuming somebody's seen the smoke from this fire and then didsbury had a combine fire this is all going on this when the Same world's time. falling apart yeah. combine fire so we sent our um, residential structural truck to go take a wild, wildland fire that was awesome that fire got out and then we had another massive one it was over quarter section was half section going on all at the same time so it was really hairy there for about three hours and uh yeah things got it's it's been unreal like uh you know I, i'm in the city so yep. it doesn't really bug us right our radio system we're on afrax too so we hear everything on that side it really gets going and you could hear it in people's voices right like it's like you could tell if it's boring or if it's exciting or right by the tone and the pitch and and what people are saying yeah, and, for sure. Uh, and no matter what you do, no matter how calm you are, you can't hide tone and pitch. No, no, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I was reviewing the uh, comms, and it's funny. You could tell when I, my, I was getting hyped up, and it wasn't because I was getting, you know, getting overrun. It was literally, I'm out of shape, and I'm still trying to fight this fire. And there I am. Uh, I, uh, I'll never forget it because all these civilians watching me out there was, uh, trying to... And all I got was my command truck because the bush buggy is 100 meters away. So I was like, oh, I'll just drive an extinguisher. That doesn't do anything. But I, I had him at least look like I was actually doing something <laughs> important. Right, so yeah. People are watching. Yeah, got to do something. So. It's like me running up the stairs and then trying to answer the phone. Yeah, exactly. I know. The oh, feeling. are you right in the middle of something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Hold on a minute. Come on. <laughs> that's awesome. So out here, like, you got the train rolling right through the center of yep, town. Yeah, we sure do. You got the highway over on one side, right? And then roads crisscrossing all over the place. You help with medicals. You help with hazmat. You help with planes, trains, automobiles, yeah, right? And we've had it all. <laughs> you told me you do around 300 calls a year. Yeah, we'll be over 300 calls this year. Yep. For a town this size, you're yeah, busy. We're you... just broke 5,000, and yeah, we'll be well over you know, 300 this year, and... Yeah, we're, we're dem the demand on these guys every year is just going up and up and up and up. We were doing 180 calls less than less than eight years ago. 
So with the population increase, with the traffic, with the, everything's yep. going on, what uh, like what do your members think of that? What's the feedback? Well, I got a couple of girls uh, that are on my department, and God bless their souls. All they want is more calls, more calls, more calls. But <laughs> that's a lot of paperwork for me. But I've got such a good crew, and I talk to other departments, and I talk to our council, and they actually you know come up and actually notice that we've got such a good crew. And maybe it comes back to our officer corps, maybe the hiring committee, or just we're lucky to have great guys. But, man, they are just go, 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 and they are ready for the next one. And it's you never have to you know, get the chain out there and start whipping them to come to calls. Uh, maybe the odd granny left assist at 3 o'clock in the morning, but none of us want to go to those. Not, but Not too happy. No, sure. but, uh, that's yeah, fine, they're always willing to go, and they're, yeah, they are hard workers here. I'll give them that. Well, I mean, training just got a lot easier in this building, for sure, <laughs> that huge training room and a training space upstairs. And so, you know, when you start to look at all the different call types, I was sitting out near Bay, and folks, the Bay, you could shoot a cannon and not hit anybody. It's yeah. it's huge. It's unreal. I'm worried about floor hockey. That's going to be a long run. <laughs> See, in my head, I was like, man, they'll be able to get some cars in here in the wintertime. And yep, we've done that already. Yeah. I was like, yes, I love this. I, I love it when people think ahead and build a big space, right? Yeah, that was one of our biggest pushes is I learned from so many departments out there. Uh, we looked at the Black Falls uh, Hall, which is a beautiful hall, and one of their downfalls is they had no future expansion capabilities, unfortunately. So that's one thing we definitely learned from them. I was trying to get get the space, right, yeah. and be able to move the space bigger if you need it. That's awesome. Okay, so, so that's the area. That's the fire hall. Let's talk some more about you now. Let's get more specific. And so this is my favorite question. It's on almost all my podcasts. What's your first memory of when you knew you wanted to be a firefighter? Well... Wasn't even, I don't know if it's called my memory or my, I it used to be your mom's memory. Well, no, it's, it's, <laughs> I used to rodeo. I, I thought I was going to be a professional bareback rider. And I, to this day, I always say I used to be the world's greatest bronc rider until they had opened the gate and then everything <laughs> went to hell from there. So my traveling partner, uh, Dustin Harris, we were down in uh, Cypress Hills in uh, grade 11 and they were, we we're doing something for school. And this guy was doing a presentation and he was, uh, talking about forest firefighting and, uh, my buddy's like, T-Bone's like, hey, or T-Bone is Dustin, that's his nickname. And he's like, hey, you want to be a firefighter, don't you? I'm like, I don't, well, no. I, as a kid, I always wanted to be a firefighter, but every kid wanted to be a firefighter. Sure, of course. So I kind of let that dream go away because I thought I was just, you know, just, you know, going in that phase. But it, And then he told me about that, and I hate to say it, it never left. But it's also kind of part of the, my family too, so, but... Yeah, that's kind of the day that I decided. So, so you have a bunch of firefighters in your family? Uh, firefighters, paramedics, dirt and doctors, nurses. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, the emergency blood's coursing through those veins. Yeah. My uh, grandpa, Schaefer, he was the fire chief in Bizano, and I'm making this number up, but I think he was the fire chief there for a good 30 years. Okay. There, 20 years, something like that. Yeah. My dad volunteered a little bit there, and then my... Uh, Big brother uh, Thane, he was that for a while there, and also my uh, brother Logan, he, who's now a paramedic, uh, he's a paramedic supervisor, or acting paramedic supervisor in the city of Medicine Hat. But uh, yeah, my cousin was a firefighter EMT, and he was rodeoing with me and blew his knee out. So one day he told me he's gonna become a doctor, and well, you know, firefighters are not just that smart, and. I guess he was. He, he he's, found a way. he's now a doctor in Invermere, and yeah, he's uh, so yeah. No, we've got a long history of paramedics and uh, everybody in my family. That's perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to get away from that, honestly. Like it's, uh, I can imagine the family get-togethers, right? Everyone's talking about all the best call, best patient. Best. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I grew up on a farm, right? So uh, it's a big breeding farm down by Bizano, and 
the story's already, you know, talking about castrating horses and, you know, all that kind of stuff around the kitchen table. So luckily my mom doesn't get too squeamish when we talk about those stories now. So she's she was already kind of immune to it prior. It. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. All right. So so you've been a firefighter now for a long time. You went from a firefighter. You made it all the way up. You were part-time chief here for a while. Now this yep. is a full-time gig. Full-time gig right? now, yeah. So kind finally. of walk us through the whole, this is me, this is my career. Well, see, I started on Bazano, and then I decided to go to college in 01, to fire college, and I met this guy named Jamie. He was a bastard of an instructor, but he yelled and screamed a lot at us, but uh, he I heard of that guy. He supposedly made, made, made some good firefighters out of us. So. And uh, yeah, then I went on, I went to the Suffield military base for a while. Uh, great, great crew there. The call volume was not what I was hoping to get out no, of it. I bet. And then uh, did some industrial firefighting, and then just kind of moved on, and uh, during that time, I took my EMR and thought, uh, well, I should take my EMT while I'm at it and kind of did a lot of that and kind of bounced back and forth and all that and got on with Carstairs in 04 as a volunteer and then moved up to uh, from a firefighter to lieutenant to captain to deputy chief and then to the chief and then went part-time and then, uh, yeah, and oh, three or four years ago, went full-time here and haven't looked back, so. Nice. Love it. I love that story. That's it. It mimics my story almost the same, except I was the asshole in your story and you were the good student. But <laughs> I was no good student. I may have been good at, during the day at nighttime. I drank my, drank my face off. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I just love that. Eh? You get to come up and, and try all the jobs on the way up and I think it makes us for uh, decent, well-rounded chiefs in the end. Yeah, that's a, that's our opinion. We can just yeah, roll with that. Let's go right? with that. Right? It's our podcast. We do it. Yeah, every exactly. Day we can tell the stories all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so when it went, you know, even the part-time, full-time piece. Yeah. How, how did that change? How did you feel like it changed the job for you? Oh, it's funny. I when I moved over to the full-time, I'm like, holy cow, I'm gonna have all this time and all this and. I swear to God, I'm about to, I'm catching up to like you know last year's stuff right now. It's just there's always something more to do. You know the health and safety side, the call volume, the training. Our training side has quadrupled since I moved over full time, and, and it has nothing to do with what we weren't doing before. It's just being able to support my training officers and all that, and getting there and actually talking to other departments and getting that knowledge that uh, these small towns can't get. Like when I started here, like your training officer was just a guy from your town and that's what you learned. You only knew what your training officer did. So, <laughs> you know, so we, that's one of the biggest things I've pushed for is learning from other departments and trying to get our uh, heads out there and see what we can acquire from other departments. That is so true. I, I make fun of the guys at work all the time and I call it the Southern bubble, right? It's like, you guys got to come with me out of the Southern bubble, but they won't come out because they, they call uh, Calgary, South Korea and Edmonton, North Korea, and they won't come to North Korea with me. <laughs> I but, heard that one like that. <laughs> but uh, when we go up there, uh, I finally got uh, a couple of them been up to Slave Lake and seen the old training stuff there. And, yep. And uh, took some courses and stuff up there, and and we're starting to get them now. When they travel, I'm got them talked into stop into some places and and check it out. Right, doesn't matter where you are in the world; they got fire halls. Yeah, and you can stop in there. And everywhere you go in the world, they're firefighters, so they'll say yes and show you their stuff. Right, and so that part always. Uh, once you start to do that, you start to learn and see stuff. And as we walked around your fire hall. You talked about that. I saw this here. I saw that there. We were in your decon room, and you're like, I wanted to go to Kananaskis and see Gary's decon room, but it was COVID, so I couldn't. And 
and uh, we were just up there doing some live fire training last week. So it starts this whole conversation between you and I. And, and so those are the parts, like you walk around this fire hall and you're like, I learned this from there and I learned this from there. And I thought this one up and we got some guys on the fire department that thought this one up. And, and that to me is like the best part of visiting all these fire halls. Yeah. I talked to uh, Dean Clark from the province and he, one of the biggest things he taught me is, or told me is just listen to these other departments. He's like, you know, these guys, you know, you got to talk to these other departments because you're going to learn from them. You can't just come in and build this hall that's back here. You know, you can't do it. You've got to get out there. And I, I listened to him really on and he's been there and he's built halls. So, and that's why I made sure I went out and talked to all these chiefs and, and the firefighters, not just the chiefs. Us chiefs, you know, we don't get to, you know, run the operations as much as we'd like to. But. We can run the crap out of a wheelie chair. Buddy. I can run the crap out of a wheelie chair all day long. Yeah, and I, my, my command truck can make it Tim Hortons all day long too. But yeah, these, uh, the operationally side, like, okay, does this work? Does this not work? And uh, I had a good chat uh, with uh, one of your guys there in Chestermere. We were talking and I learned actually lots from him on the operational side that we hadn't thought of. So yeah, it's for, for sure. Like, uh, you know, we're just putting in the locution, right? The the tones and everything for the guys at night. Yep. And uh, we don't know anything about it. So they shoot over to Cochrane, right? And everyone over at Cochrane just come in, look around, see all that. Yep. Next thing you know, my phone, bing, 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 bing. That's 100 pictures of these things that they saw there and they like. And, right? And to me, that's those are just the best things, right? You, you see everybody learning and moving it forward and, and talking about it. So even here, so so we're in your hall. Let's let's talk about this place. So this is a concrete wall. Yeah, the prefab concrete wall system. It is a... Man, uh, we use Eagle Builders at our Black Falls, and they did an unbelievable job. And I was telling Jamie here earlier that I was talking to the crane operator when they were putting this in, and I swear, I swear to God, he's never grew up uh, out of uh, grew up out of um, putting Legos together because that's all you do. It was, it was awesome to watch these guys put them up, and like, it felt like in three days this thing was up. And it was actually I think it was seven days to put this thing up, but it was unbelievable how fast these things were moving and it was funny to have chunks from the admin side on one truck and chunks from the bay and i don't know how the heck they figure where it all goes together but they obviously did a great job a really heavy log cabin yeah exactly really (laughs) heavy log cabin and so when you walk around right it's cool night out but you don't feel that it's beautiful inside here nice thick walls right so the wall the far wall in the bay let's talk about that for a minute because that was cool that was a really smart idea actually eagle brought the idea up uh to us right now so we're a five uh drive-through bay system right now and they actually set it up so that bay can actually physically be moved i think fully switched over was 10 grand they can actually move it and expand it one more bay so realistically, we probably won't be seeing that for operational. If you're needing more than 10 large apparatus in uh, one hall, you're probably looking at a second hall. But obviously, if peace officers, or Alberta Health Services, or maybe we have a county spare or something like that come up, yeah. you know, we have that option. It would not be much to move that bay over. Just slide, slide the wall. Slide the wall over and net the crane over and throw some concrete down and call it a day. And when you look at the walls, you could actually see it, right? Yep. So that was super cool. I mean, that that's one cool piece to this. Uh, I loved your decon room, right? It's got the extractor. It's got the uh, cabinet for dryer. Yeah. It's got the big shower for, for decon. Decon, yeah. Right? And so many fire departments are missing that, right? Yeah, we were definitely pushing that health and safety side. Uh, my my uh, mayor, Lance Colby, he 
that was one of his pushes when we started touring halls. He he really really pushed the uh, health and safety, health and safety. So he started talking about having the bunker gear in its own room. And when we looked toured Chestermere and Black Falls, both of them had that, and that was definitely something we agreed in. Actually, Cochrane too, they would have theirs in the same thing, and that's definitely becoming more popular because we're the only ones in the county, I believe, that does have our gear in an actual dedicated room. Separate, yeah. Well, you got separate heat, separate exhaust, right? That's the way it should be. That's how we separate the firefighters from the bad stuff, right? Then we go upstairs. You got these massive locker rooms, right? So with more showers and more locker space. Yeah, we got uh, two showers in each, uh, the men's and women's. It's really funny is that the women's Shower change room area is bigger than the men's, but that was a six-inch uh, design flaw on Eagle. But they, that's a, you heard it here, women. He's looking for women, so this is the place to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got lots got, of space. We have more big change room, yeah. lots of lockers. I mean, you already have lots of women. Yeah, which, yeah, which we're is pretty cool. I think we're we got to be getting close to that quarter mark, if not over quarter by now, of female firefighters and. My uh, one of my my former chief years ago was I'm not gonna lie it was actually my older brother at that time, he told me he's like you know what I like the small ones and I like the big ones you know male or female it doesn't matter he's just I like the big ones they can pull a door and I like the small ones because they can go through a glove box you know that's it. and I was yeah. like you know what that's right so I don't mind having those small people <laughs> in my department because you know those car wrecks they sometimes you need to get some tight fits in there exactly there's all kinds of jobs for all kinds of firefighters love it that's so true. So another thing that we saw, so Kirsten and I get to travel all over Western Canada and work with fire departments, and we often get to places where the air compressor and the fill station are in the same room. Oh, yes. (laughs) Not like that here. So let's talk about that. So I got, well, it was already kind of in the talks, and then we went and toured the Condor Hall out by Rock Mountain House. Their compressor was kind of split up. So what we did is we set the compressor up in its own insulated room, and then we bought the silent kit for the compressor, but we put the fill station in our tool room. So most of you guys have probably uh, had to sit there and fill your bottles up with earmuffs on. Now we can actually have a full conversation side by side. I'm not going to lie. You still do hear the compressor on the other side, but it's, you can well, still have that conversation. You feel the vibration oh, and the concussion. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, you don't have to wear hearing protection. Right? And that Which was it. Huge. And that's where we came from is our old hall. You, you, hearing protection barely helped it was so loud yeah well and firefighters are firefighters so they're both going to sit in that room filling bottles and they're going to be screaming at each other yep over top of the compressor and the fill station through earmuffs so they could still tell their story about did you see that fire yeah, when it jumped yeah. the ditch yeah yeah i was doing over here yeah yeah but no one nobody can actually understand each other that's yeah i've i've been there i've been in those firefighters so right I'm not gonna lie of course yeah, yeah but this is an improvement from that right so that's what we do yeah and then we use that compressor also to do all of our uh, air systems so we can fill up our tires and all that in the bay area that was a recommendation from our supplier to do that keeps the seals going and longer lifespan on that compressor yeah, which is nice I, i've only heard that a few other times but it makes sense like totally when you does, say yeah. it right it's like because we don't use it enough nope. so let's use it more yep put it on auto yep keep you're the good thing to go on it right yeah i don't know it's it's pretty cool okay so love that uh then we go upstairs so we go through your uh hose tower yeah which is set up beautifully i gotta say and we get into this big open area right yeah, the mezzanine had a nice big area. We have uh, obviously three floor drops at the moment. So I was telling you before, I'd like to buy more, but the lumber is a little expensive right now. <laughs> yeah. So my training budget can only like, take like so gold. much. So yeah, it's like gold. So I got to go wait until uh, you know another department's uh, on a call and I go sneak into their hall and steal what we got. But yeah, so that uh, mezzanine area has got lots of space. It's open to the Bay Area, so we can uh, lift and lower stuff as we need out of there. Do some ladder work, and then obviously this hall is going to be forty to eighty year hall. So 
we can move the dorms in there when they come and more offices and some day areas that we need and lots of expansion capabilities in there. So very lucky to get expansion, right? Yeah. Most people Most don't. People don't. Right? Yeah. The only other one I can even think of is one of my favorites, Winkler, Manitoba's Fire Hall is a big expansion area. But uh, not not many people get that into the plan, so well done there for sure. Love that. There was just so many cool pieces above the ceiling, where the ceiling tiles would normally be, it's all blacked out, right? Yeah. Which just gives you this cool illusion inside the, I gotta say, I love that. Everywhere you look, car stairs, right? Yeah, that was one of my pushes, I guess. I don't know. Obviously proud to be here, but in the boardroom we're at right now, we've got a camera system and uh, I believe it's uh, Lacombe chief has, uh, when he talks on his uh, camera, you can see his symbol in the back. So we put that symbol on there. So it was nice. Oh, like they don't, that's, that, oh. that's the whole point. Hey, see, so learn something, else. learn something new. So always that's, learning. See? Always, always learning. learning. Yeah. So that's where I got the idea from that. And then, uh, yeah, the, they, got, they put a big window in my office and I bugged my CEO. I was like, well, that's a really hard window to have because it's hard to have naps in my office now. So, <laughs> so yeah, we put a nice uh, etched decal on that uh, there. We actually run two decals. We have one that says Carstairs Fire Department, then our trucks have Integris Legalis instead of the Carstairs oh, okay. Fire. Yeah. So integrity and loyalty. Uh, awesome. Dean Clark from the province, he was the chief at the time and came up with that idea. So. Okay. Nice. Integrity and loyalty. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Latin somehow. I've tried yeah, to Google it. All. I'm not going to lie, but he says it works. So I'm like, it yeah, works. Let's go good. with that. Oh, perfect. And I, and I mean, those are two great words that talk all about firefighters. No question about yep. it. Yeah. So, I mean, right from start to finish, I like the setup. I like where it is. I like the the doors, the the bays, the, I can't think of one bad thing. I can't think of one bad thing to say about any fire hall, but I really do love this fire hall. Yeah. Or the Bay Area was my big, uh, that's my, uh, that and the training area, I guess, were the two that I fought for the most. Our old hall, you physically couldn't even walk around the back of the trucks to do truck checks. Like you, sometimes you actually, it depends on the size of the person, you had to pull the truck ahead just to pull up the back cabinets and that wasn't a way to do it. So, uh, yeah, that was, was my biggest pushes. <laughs> yeah. Very little tight. Yeah. So yeah, Jamie and me are not small guys here, so we weren't fit back there very well. Uh, but yeah, no, the uh, council and the committees, they listened to our requirements and that was one of our biggest pushes is actually build to deploy trucks and uh, these custom chassis and getting those cabs up. Yeah. You know, so we got some height. Oh, you um, do, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, we can get the T-Rex up, cab up inside. We have inch and a half from that uh, boom it's, to, the, to, the, it's tight, eh? <laughs> to the rafters, but we can do it. Yeah, if you're careful. Yeah. But but even that, I mean, that's a big truck, tandem axle, right? And and there's still tons of room around it. Yep. You can walk around it, you can train around it, right? So Exactly, yeah. So and that thing's a 88,000 pounds. So right. that was our biggest push to make sure that this building and the pad and the outside pads are can all handle that kind of weight. Yeah, you so. don't want it all cracking and coming apart. Nope, sure. I don't want to get yelled at that quick. Acres Emergency Vehicles, a message from our community. A person who is risking his or her life to save the lives and properties of others deserves something as reliable as an Acres emergency vehicle. This is our mission, to thank these people with the best gift we can, our best effort. Our commitment includes a firefighter-driven design, manufacturing integrity, personal and professional service. We are here to serve. We guarantee personal and professional service every step of the way. Acres emergency vehicles, built for a life of service. Please visit our website at www.acresev.ca. 
we're talking about the fire hall anyways. Let's just keep going with okay, this, let's right? Go fire so, hall. so we got the the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, you've got to do a ton of great stuff here. Yeah. You've got to build a fire hall, yep. which lots of guys don't get to do. You've got to order lots of brand new trucks. Yeah, I've buy had some. Them. You know, work through the process of getting a used one and refurbing it. Right. You got to work with more mutual aid partners than most of the fire departments I know. Right? Yeah. So let, let's talk about it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. What? Uh, well, let's start off with the mutual aid. Years ago, I would say, we're talking 20, 30 years ago, there were stories I was told that the departments would almost fight between, you know, hey, you're in my area, yada, yada, yada. Now the chiefs, I would say this started back in the Lauren Thompson days, so this would be the 05, 08 area where the chiefs really got together and started actually having conferences. They would set up our own county chiefs and got that making those lines a lot more blurred and now it's so much nicer like you know didsbury will come and call into our area and they're like do you want to come and i'm like no you guys have got this handled we'll stay here right yeah. these large fires everybody listen to this they are, you guys are all seeing these same large fires are getting bigger and bigger and this mutual aid agreement we've got set up how we work well with these other departments is i couldn't be happier like you know i can call up any of these departments and they'll be there they're more than willing to help us out and get the pro we, proper equipment will be showing up and it's quality equipment showing up and yeah they're just it's it's a really good system we have set up and that's uh that's definitely a lot of um praise to my predecessor chiefs um through all the all whole county working together yeah. okay you love to hear that, right? I mean, we're supposed to all be on the same team. We're supposed to all work together, train together, right? Um, you, you see it different places, different things get said. But that kind of thing drives me. I love yeah. that, right? It's, oh, yeah. Uh, let's work together. Everywhere I go, I want to know who are you working with and how does that work and what does the agreement look like, all of those things, right? The agreement looks like a whole lot of paperwork, but that really, on, yeah. the, side of the, on the side of Highway 2, that doesn't mean anything. The so. agreement's kind of what's coming out of your mouth when you're talking to the other chief. And That's the exactly it, yeah. Right. And, and the whole attitude, I guess, and, and personality of the, the agreement, right? Yeah. Right on. Let's go back to the fire hall. Okay. Right. You're in a small fire hall. It's oh, yeah. way too small. It's not in the perfect location for what you're trying nope. to do. You've outgrown it. It's the building's getting older, right? You're having issues with the building. And so start from there. So, well, the first time I heard conversations about this building would have been uh, eight years ago, and uh, it was just, you know, little chats here and there, and it just kept on going, going. And I would say it was about 2019, 2018 is when my CAO finally agreed that, uh, yeah, like we need to get the, start getting the ball rolling and the growth is coming that we have to, you know, progressive on that. And that's something I definitely accommodate my um, councils on that is they were proactive on this situation. So they sat down with us and, okay, what, what are your demands? And we were never really, you know, hey, I want a helicopter. And there's a long joke about a helicopter, but that's coming back from the Fort Mac uh, fires days. And <laughs> my CAO still, I like to poke the bear a little bit on that one. But yeah, we didn't go and, uh, you know, ask for the stars, you know, you know, maybe the moon a couple of times. But, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, everything we went to, it's like when we built our last uh, large em engine, it was designed for safety and um, obviously health and safety and operational. And that's what we came out with this haul. So we put out a lot of, when we put the tender out, there was a long extensive requirements of how many offices, capabilities, getting from the offices to the Bay Area, open plans, stuff like that we really were pushing for. Yeah. 
Well, and, and I mean, that's good, right? And then and then you get to the harder parts, right? So you ask for a lot of stuff yep. and it's linked to health and safety. It's linked to yep. training. It's linked to operations. But again, you're talking to people and, and this is what we all have to realize is we're just talking to normal people, yep. right? Yes, it's the the mayor and the council and yes, it's the CAO. And, um, but usually they're not firefighters. They don't know what we're talking about. That's always the hardest part. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Is trying to, cause everybody has a history and everybody knows somebody and everybody's taking information from everybody, but we've got to come to the common good at the end. Uh, perfect example would be the fire pole. We got rejected on a fire pole here and it was just because of health and safety. It was the concerns brought up. So, which is fine. Uh, we did design the building. So for future growth that we can put one in, it was not a hill I was going to fi- uh, die on. There was a lot of jokes that uh, what we were going to do, they were going to put a fire pole on the side of the building just to, you know, humor me, but uh, they weren't going to let anybody slide down the thing here. So, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, but uh, that was the biggest one is trying to just come in and, hey, we're firefighters. We know what's best, but unfortunately we don't write the checks. So we need to work with the people with all the exactly. money. Exactly. And, and I think that that's a big thing. I mean, uh, in my experience as well, has just been that constant communication, right? This is what we want. This is why we want it. But... What questions do you have? Let, let's go through that too, right? Yeah. Even building a concrete slab building had to be a bit of a stretch off the off the start. Oh yeah, like I I knew about it, and I didn't know that they were building fire stations about it. I mean, I I know they were doing like you know pig barns and uh, you know dairy barns and stuff like that, but I had no idea that. Well, how are you going to do it with you know walls and in the min area and floors and all that? But the floor the floor above us is concrete it's yeah it's unbelievable what these guys can do yeah you're not going to burn this sucker down no 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 uh, so <laughs> it's got to be some kind of uh, setup for a tornado rating here i don't know what it is uh, but, yeah some post disaster uh, uh, i did uh, ask right? for that and they're like well we're not sure what it is but you're not going anywhere so yeah i think that uh, shower in the uh, decon room is probably the safest place to be is right about <laughs> just there right in the middle yeah just sit right in the middle there because nothing's going to come down concrete we, we don't get a lot of earthquakes here so uh yeah i think we're pretty safe in this building yeah i i always love it like you know i'm looking up at that white blank white board there and it's kind of how it starts right you start with a piece of paper and you go well what do we need how many offices and you know we need bathrooms and we need and then they start to tell you the rules about the bathrooms oh how big they got to be and how you get in there (laughs) but yeah the codes holy cow like and the hose tower (laughs) the one railings I don't know what the number is, 34 inches, and the other railing on the other side of the same stairs is 36 inches, but that's because code, and it's just the weirdest things. <laughs> is it so much, right? Yeah. And uh, this door has to swing this way, and this has to go that way, and I really found that challenging, where it was like, well, didn't you see our piece of paper? We didn't want that. <laughs> yeah. We want this, right? It just doesn't work out. We, we built a fire all after the fire. shouldn't even tell this. The builder would probably get mad, but... They decided that they were going to pour the concrete floor. So they put the metal panels for the second floor, mm-hmm. poured the concrete, and then helped concrete cure faster. It had jacks holding it all up everywhere. And so to make it cure faster, they decided to put up some heaters in the bottom. Well, this was in the wintertime. And so the heaters in the bottom melted all the dirt and the whole thing. They come back in the morning and the whole second floor, right, that two inches of poured concrete on that steel was laying in the first floor on top oh, of no. the heater, on top of the jacks, on top of... Uh, at least that wasn't your bill. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't at all, right? But again, now guess what? We're a couple more weeks behind because we got to dig that all up. We got to get some more metal and we got to... Now we have to thaw out the base, right? Yeah. And pack down where we're going to put the jacks and do it right, not cut any corners. 
Yeah, it's, I never even thought of that, yeah. But there's always something, right? Oh, yeah, and there's, there's always, always something. And when you're building a fire hall, you know, because yeah. you took all these calls, right? Someone's always calling you saying, well, do you want this or do you want yep. that? Yeah, like the one thing we didn't even think about is is uh, the we had this flat piece of ground and it looks beautiful. Like, oh, it'd be perfect for a fire hall and got it awarded to Eagle. And then they come up like, yeah, we got to spend uh, 88 grand in clay to lift the whole entire site. And I was like, what do you mean? It's flat. And they're like, nope. You know, but obviously we want to keep the water away. So, and that would have been any builder because they would have had to bring it up to grade. But yeah. by the eye, it looked like it was good to go. But you know, they brought in. I a guess whole that's why they use it. What do they call it? A transom or whatever? Yeah, I think it's called it. Yeah. So <laughs> we bring in the pros for that. They don't yeah. let oh, us. Oh yeah, that, we stick our thumb yeah. up and go. Yeah, it looks good there. They don't they'll take the rule of thumb with us. Yeah. <laughs> but it is nice. I mean, even the parking lot, everything about it, right? The flow of the building and and uh, the inside, the outside. Man, I got to tell you, it's great. Obviously, your council was great. Yeah. Or you wouldn't yeah. have this. Your administration worked together good with you. Uh, or you wouldn't have this in. And uh, you could tell your builders that they did a great job. I was very impressed. This is my 435th fire hall that I've visited uh, now. I don't think I've been to 60. <laughs> Since I started keeping track. My goal is 500. I'll get there. But oh, this, yeah. this is definitely... You'll see some folks from Trustmere coming out here to have a look at this Good. building and, and see the different styling and right what you can actually do with concrete and things oh, like yeah. that. So. Yeah, with the, you think about the safety side and like the you know tornado ratings and all that and the fire. I, I personally would never ever even think about fire hall without the pre the pre slab anymore. Like it's the way to go. It's so quick, it's so efficient, and it's safe. Well, and so we were kind of laughing when we pulled up because we've seen them build like huge warehouses mm -hmm. in Atchison outside of kind of where our grandson lives and uh, like huge warehouses and they go up so fast. You, one trip we're going to visit them, there's nothing. Yep. The next trip, there's this huge building. Yeah, where'd like, that come from? Yeah, yeah. the windows are in, uh, everything's like, and so you can kind of see it. Like this is a pretty amazing way to do things, right? All right, cool. That's Firehouse. Now, I want to get back to your unique area that you cover. Oh, yes. Right? And we were talking about the apparatus bay and the apparatus. And I remember from your old hall, we were walking along and uh, you tripped the lights on your command vehicle. And I was like, whoa, this is, was this thing came out of the Wayland showroom yeah. or what happened, right? Federal yeah. Signal loves you. Yeah. And then you told me why. So I'm going to let you take it from there. Oh, that was, oh, that was a long day. Long day. I think that was an... 2019, I got a call from my deputy who was at home and said that uh, my command truck had been hit on the highway. And I was like, what? You kidding me? No. So I called up the crew, right? No answer, no answer. So I called up uh, dispatch and I left my deputy on hold. And I said, hey, you know, what's going on? They're like, we don't know what's going on. We do know that 110 has been uh, hit. We don't know how bad the firefighters are, and I'm not going to lie. I don't swear at dispatch very often, and I might have said, I don't give a fuck about my truck. Where, How are my firefighters, <laughs> exactly. right? That's all I care. Well, during this time, I am not making this up. The man down alarm, tones go off, or the, the, the uh, man alarm goes off on the system, and the dispatcher's like, that's your tones. Like, are you kidding me? During this time, my deputy's off shift at home. And his son grabs his radio. Oh, he's just playing hits with the it. button. Oh. Of all times in the world, oh, I guarantee you, for about forty-five seconds, I didn't have a heartbeat. Oh. Um, so my guys uh, were on scene. They were just clearing from the MVC, and my uh, lieutenant made a decision. They cleared to go on another call, and just south of us in Crossfields area, our trucks a half-ton uh, Ford with a canopy in the back, and it's fairly well lit up at the time. 
and they were blocking the fast lane. They had a small car in front of them. They were waiting for a tow truck and the two people, the civilians were outside and my lieutenant said, no, why don't you guys at least get in our command truck so it's a little safer. Uh, another tow truck come up behind us to block us. I'm not sure what his intentions were. And another car came around him and hit our command truck and slammed it into the tow truck in front of us. My lieutenant was not in the vehicle, but he was right beside it. And if you actually go on TV, you can, uh, or on the internet, you can Google it and you can see that crash occur, which is a little hairy. Uh, one firefighter, I did send both firefighters off for assessment to the hospital and the two civilians, and then uh, two people were in the vehicle. So oh, six right, people. Yeah, oh, so man. six people, I believe, went to the hospital. We have uh, those big uh, bulletproof bumpers on the back, front of the, our command trucks. And we got pushed into the tow truck that was in front of us because there were two tow trucks on scene. And that that, tow tr uh, that bumper alone probably saved a life because those big deck trucks, that's a big blade sitting on the back end of that. And we got slammed right into it and that uh, bumper stopped them. So that, yeah, that truck was that. framed up. But uh, yeah, that was that was a hard day. And I went, uh, got to town here. I went straight to the hospital, check up on my guys. I was in contact with my CAO and uh, he was unbelievable. He was like, whatever you need, just, just get it done right. I call him up from the hospital and I said, okay, both firefighters are fine. They're coming home with me. And he said, okay, perfect. Is anything else you can do right now? And I'm like, no, there's nothing else. He's like, okay, when you're good, he says, start building the truck. Right. Just get it done, right? And yeah, I, I, the, the support that we got from everywhere, even all the way up to parliament, we had the Speaker of the House, uh, Nathan Cooper, come up to us and saying, hey, like, is there anything we can do? And I, I said, well, we need, to, we need to start looking at more safety on that highway too. We've We've had way too many close calls on that side of that highway, and it's it's just getting worse every year. Yeah, well, it's, it's massive, and the traffic is, yeah. is unbelievable. Every fire department we work with, we talk about traffic safety plans. We talk about having a blocker. We talk about, you know, being visible and, and all of these things. And, and I got to be honest, it wasn't until we started traveling around Western Canada that I really noticed how brutal it is when you pull up to an accident scene. Yep. There's a million lights. They're all super bright. You can barely see the firefighters, even if they have flashlights With vests, and all that. Yeah, all I, that stuff. It's black outside, yep. right? There was there was one by Mooseman, uh, Manitoba, and we pulled up. I was probably ten feet away, and I was like, "There's a firefighter right there." Like you just have no idea. Day, right? Daytime or nighttime? Nighttime. Nighttime. Yeah. yeah. And and late at night, yeah. and right? I hear there's so, talks of them us dropping our brights of our lights down. That's coming down to... In the yeah, so we were talking about that at Acres. Like, now, when you put it in a park, it, like, a lot of the light systems will go to about Come half power, yeah, right? Because so yeah. it's not so bright. It's not needed, yeah. Um, and, and we talk about it everywhere, right? Like, how do we light up our firefighters? Do you have a generator and a light there and actually light up the firefighter in a yep. spotlight? Then that person has to stand there looking at that. We've all had close calls. This is not a close call. This is a hit. This is a... No, this was know. definitely not a close call. Unfortunately, it's... We've had a bad bad run of command trucks. Uh, that's our third command truck since t 2003 being rode off. From getting hit out on... The first one we got hit, we were ended on Highway 2. Our firefighters were taking uh, the center ditch there to go, I, I believe, and I could be wrong which directions they are going. They were heading southbound, the wreck was northbound, so they are going to take the ditch before that... Uh, cable system got put in and got rear-ended and then we had another member uh, actually he physically hit scene unfortunately what happened is there was a armored car parked on the side of the highway, uh, highway with its brights on facing towards them and it was one of those um, delivery vans they were delivering the new local or the paper from the city of calgary and he was tipped up but it was frame system was facing 
uh, our command truck so he couldn't see it and he hit them and then this truck got hit so the big joke going on for my other departments i'm gonna say <laughs> justin andrews <laughs> from, from old's department was bugging me the most he's like why are you buying a brand new truck you guys don't even uh, get past the warranty so yeah so yeah to get that 12 month uh, full yeah exactly full so. replacement that's the best part about you know, talking about mutual aid, you know, those the picking ons, the Chiefs here. Yeah, Justin, he, he uh, picks on me pretty good, and I'll never forget. He, he picked on me a lot for a while there, and I was like, man, this guy, I'm starting to think he doesn't like me and all that. <laughs> Finally, he told us, you know, you know, you know why I pick on you so much. I'm like, why is that? It's just, well, when your brother left and moved to Houston, he told me to pick on you, so <laughs> I kept up on my line. I'm like, that I'm makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You've had a lot of trouble. You go to a lot of calls out there. Yeah. How is that? changed right or modified your traffic safety plan well that's a very very good question you know i remember when we probably when i first started to have chief man you'd get out there you'd have your blockers you would have this you'd have this you have guys out there with pylons and signs and now it's actually getting to the point where i'm actually going backwards and i'm not putting those guys out with the pylons and the signs out there it's just you know what stay in the truck Keep your seatbelt on. If you don't need to be outside, don't. And there's obviously a nice, clean day. Then sure, we'll put the pylons out. We'll do proper yeah, signage and all this. And, yeah. But if it's that highway two in the snow, holy cow, you can't see anything. I, I put the guys inside the truck and say, you know what? Hit my truck all day long. Don't hit my firefighters. And it's not worth it. The pylons, they, yes, they work, but they're not worth taking a chance. No. So yeah, and that's a one monster our, blocker. Yeah, there, exactly. It. So a, right. if they're if they're missing a big. Uh, big massive fire engine they're gonna miss a little firefighter walking out there so yeah yeah so that's one of the biggest ones there is i'm less and less pushing guys to get out there and do that kind of stuff unless they're obviously in the the red zone on the extrication yeah. or whatever's going on yeah and i mean a lot of that out there you know you're taking up one lane or or whatever mm -hmm. and people are able to go by you and and they'll figure it out yeah right i hope um, so at least yeah and then i agree with you like they call us out there it's foggy it's snowy right there's a reason why this accident happened and we're going out there into that event and we're going to be in the middle of that crapshoot right yep. there. Right? <laughs> I just could never figure that out, right? Yeah, I'm glad the province is getting this uh, these new lanes that everybody's got to slow down. Unfortunately, everybody has to understand that first. And I hope they got that figured out before the winter comes because... If not, we're just gonna, it's just going to cause even more confusion and everybody's going to crash and we're just going to see more and more incidents happening. So Yeah, it's it's funny. Our grandson lives in uh, Sherwood Park, and so we go up lots, see him all the right? time, yep. We go up to North Korea, as the guys at <laughs> Customer would say. We, we started just coming home on the, the smaller this, highways. My dad's the same way. He and hates just, that deuce now. Yeah, we don't. We yep. kind of don't go on there. Like We will if we have to, but... We enjoy kind of just going through the country and seeing the different country. It's allowed us to see so many other towns and so many other places that we don't really get to see, right? Yeah, that's funny. I, I was up in, uh, it was August long weekend. I was up in uh, Edmonton and I'll come back on the Friday before it. And I remember talking to one of my firefighters. I'm like, yeah, well, it'll be a few hours till I get home because I'm guaranteed to come onto a wreck. And sure enough, just outside of uh, Blackfalls. Yeah. Guess who has to stop. Guess, yeah. <laughs> so sat there, sat in traffic for an hour, you know. Yeah. That's the way it is. And, and I guess that's what we're always scared of is you just watch all those people drive. And I don't know what it is, but it seems to be getting, there's more for yeah, sure. Yeah, 100% the volume's getting bigger. And so I guess if there's a certain percentage that suck at driving and there's more, the yep. percentage just got bigger, that. right? So Yeah, and the roads aren't getting wider very fast. So we need no, that, yeah. that third lane. Oh, that'd be so nice to have. But. Right, yeah, for sure. Uh, or find a way to get some of the vehicles off there, I guess. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know. I don't know either. But even like your detours, like you guys got to worry about being out there. Someone's got to try to figure out where you're going to detour people if you can. If even you can, yeah, that's exactly it. People, right? 
Yeah, there's been times out. We've had, we do a lot with Crossfield Fire and trying to shuttle these people off the highways because the roads just get shut down. And you, you see it all over the news in the Strathmore area. They do that all the time. And man, that's sometimes, that can be just a nightmare to do that stuff. Yeah. You know, try, and they're like, oh, send buses out there. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Four-wheel drive trucks are having troubles getting out of there. You want me to send a bus out there? And turn it around. Turn it around. Oh, yeah. So there so there we are, our five-seater bush buggies or whatever we have. We're loading them up with as many people we can fit in there and just haul them to town and turn around and go back and get more. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just sitting right there, right? The QE2 just yep. constantly. You can, Nonstop. It doesn't, go it doesn't sleep right anymore. now and hear the roar of it. Yeah. It does, that it, thing right? does not sleep anymore. And we can't really shut the roads down like we used to anymore. The RCs are... They can only do so much. So I think what's that saying is we're allowed to you know, deter the flow of traffic temporarily or detain, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So they're very cautious about shutting the road down because of how many millions of dollars they lose. And yeah. I always said, we got the biggest trucks. We could do whatever yeah, we want. Yeah, it's funny how that works. <laughs> yeah. I've never, ever had an RC tell me no. So yeah, they're all like, they're always on the same page as us. They're yeah. really good. And they only have tiny cars. So they know they, they'd rather be tucked in behind the fire truck safe. It's funny. They, they sure, they have, yeah. <laughs> I've noticed past few years, instead of them coming up to a wreck, they don't park behind our trucks anymore. They always come up front. Yeah. Well, they know, right? Yep. I mean, especially, I guess you guys have had enough trouble that they know that that's what's going on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We had an incident two years ago, I want to say. My captain, our, our pump rescue, we were sitting in it. And if he hadn't had it in drive, like we were parked blocking for another fire truck, the Didsbridge fire truck had got hit. But it was one of those old, old girls. And I don't think it even had a scratch on it, even though it got hit, which is awesome. I think it yeah. broke a lens on one of the little lights. Yeah, a little scratch and, in the black paint. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he had a gun it. If not, we would have had one of those big industrial. Uh, generators in the back end of our engine so yeah it's happening more and more and people just aren't slowing down and everybody that's listening they they know exactly what we're dealing with yeah oh it's yeah firefighters Every, everywhere we go we talk about it right there's no question no one ever argues with us that you have to have a plan of how you're going to handle traffic yeah. right my, my one buddy he's down in uh dallas i believe or the texas camera is and the, their department went and took one of their old engines and filled uh, the tank full of sand I'm like, I want to do and it's that. It's like a real blocker now, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you go yeah, ahead and hit like, that. It ain't yeah, gonna affect hit us. us right here, right? Well, you see those big ones even in Calgary where the whole back end, right? It's just a big concrete block. Yep. And, and they're using it. It's the construction guys, right? Or the highway guys. The highway right? guys, yeah. They're using it to protect their people. Or you can get the trailer with the shock absorber. I, I was telling my, my deputy that. I was like, well, how long in, you know, is it? Within 10 years, I bet you we'll start seeing that on fire trucks. Why not? Yeah, why not? Or, or at least a trailer that you can hook exactly. up and take out for a long-term incident yeah. or whatever, right? I mean, it's. Uh, I wonder sometimes if we wouldn't be better just teach uh, people how to zipper merge so they actually didn't have such trouble at uh, the accident scenes. Eh? Oh, I'm a nice foot, <laughs> yeah. We can't teach them to slow down. Why be able to teach them that, right? So. <laughs> All right, uh, back to car stairs. What are some of the big challenges? What's coming up? Well, uh, we have a new racetrack set up that's just started up, so we're going to start working with them, hopefully. Is and that in your zone? Is that's that, in our zone there, too, yeah. That Rocky so, Mountain? Rocky Mountain Speedway, I believe it's called. Yeah, oh, I, really I haven't there? actually had a meeting with so them. So you're going to have race cars, Ferraris, and Labradini. Something, yeah. I know there's been a few incidents. We've been dispatched out twice. Uh, we got stood down both times. Uh, they were just both minor medicals, so I know they have some uh, equipment on site that takes care of their minor stuff, but... I haven't actually got to go there in uh, Oh, man. It's, it flies. There's My dad used to live in Oliver, BC, and they got a track there. Yeah. And uh, we went up and watched one day. And uh, it's not necessarily race car drivers. It's people no, that have no, fast cars. People right? that have fast cars, no experience. You know, yeah. That's what I've been so told. That's, so. Okay. So that's a big challenge. That's yep. good. That's coming up. What else you got? Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to else what we got going on here. Yeah. Got, Deuce is getting busier. We're just getting busier. Wildland season is just 
wow, this year has just been crazy, and I don't see it ever slowing down. I think uh, we're going to start seeing more and more of these large fires. That's the big one. And growth, we're the second fastest growing community in the province right now, obviously, percentage-wise, not uh, people-wise. But, uh, yeah, we're growing fast as can be. Or Yeah, everywhere you toured us around today, there was houses yeah. being built, yeah, every single corner of the town. I don't know how many houses we're building right now, but it's just it's hard to keep up. I had a good chat with our building development uh, guy for the town and a couple of issues that we're seeing about access. Uh you know, was, uh, I was talking to an engineer, and it was it was quite. I was glad that I was able to talk to this engineer because we were talking about access to trucks, and he had this one way in kind of little cul-de-sac uh, area, and I I couldn't even set the T-Rex up in front of the the house because it was so narrow. And he's like, "Well, it's just a house fire. You're gonna take one truck." And I'm like, "No, there's not he's, one truck." Yeah, I was like, fire? "By the time you have you know all of your fire trucks, your ambulances, and all this, you're gonna have 16 vehicles, whatever it is, right?" And, and he had no idea, and I was, it was actually nice to expand that to him. And actually, he's like, "Well, now I can actually I'll understand I understand that more." I feel so, like I wrote that email today. Yeah, I bet you did. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. So I was like, "You, you got to come look at my truck. Like this thing is not a little you know Cadillac that yeah. boots around. This thing takes about quarter of a quarter of a section to turn around." So well, and, and that's part of the problem, right? If they don't come measure your truck, they're not using the right turn radius, yep. and they're not doing the right right. So they got our trucks from the '90s that they measured, and they think all the trucks are still the same size, right? Right. Yeah, that's just like our old hall. That's how it was built, right? And every, you know, those, remember the old top kicks, right? Oh, that's yeah. Like, a, yeah. Like, these aren't top kicks anymore. Yeah. <laughs> these things are a whole lot bigger. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, we definitely maxed out that old hall because that exact same thing. We were trying to get 2010, uh, 2020 uh, trucks in a hall that was built in 1979. It's just, I don't know how those cities in New York, how they still get their fire trucks to fit in those old halls, but they do a great job doing I'll it. I'll tell you, like Rescue One moved to a new headquarters now, but uh, when we went to Rescue one it was all i could do to squeeze in between the wall and the truck to get to the door to jump up in the cab and have a look no that's how tight it was right and it's coming out of the bottom of a six-story walk-up apartment building they're in the first floor like they're just coming oh so there's people living above the fire station absolutely if if it wasn't for the massive door that said rescue one you would never know that there was a fire hall in there like oh i never uh, i've never thought about it and uh that people be above these fire stations. I'm just used to having the fire station and that's your corner. But exactly. I guess station one in Calgary is kind of like that, isn't it? Yeah, there, there's a few, yeah. 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 Um, station one, and then there's the one right by the river. Is that five or six that's uh, like that? They got an apartment building above them. And you would hope that places like Kelowna start looking at that soon, right? They're building all these skyscrapers. Yeah. Got old halls. And in Canada, it's kind of, we have more space. Suppose, yeah, we can expand. Right? Yeah. So we kind of do, but it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. There's There's different ways to do it, right? So here, you can spread out do it other places maybe you got to go in the the first yep. floor of a, an apartment building. building right so it's interesting we'll see where it all goes right i i'll keep uh, searching them out and, and yeah. keep it but uh, I, I will tell you before we log off here that you will definitely see some people out here looking at this building right? it, it, that's one thing i'm a firefighter just like everybody else and man do we love to show off our it stuff it's true right yeah. yeah come look at our building come look at our trucks yeah. Thought, yeah, so. yeah we'll all brag about our service right yeah and, and it's funny i've been to the smallest roughest fire halls in canada and those people are still proud proud as can be yeah and uh they'll show you every piece and and every crack's got a story and every window that got broke this got a story and that's one thing about firefighters is everywhere you go there's a story they're firefighters right that's not just tell you that story yeah Uh, that's only downfall of new hall there's no story like, you know, like, ooh, yeah. it's a new hall. Wait, there's none of this. Like, hey, remember this when Johnny got thrown down the stairs or stuff like yeah. that? You don't get that not, history not yet. Well, it'll, oh, yeah, it'll, it'll come, come. But yeah, 
Yeah. And I mean, I look up at your car stores, car stairs logo there, and it says 1908 on it, right? So I mean, there's lots of history around. Yeah. Here. Oh yeah. You, yeah. you got a new building, but there's no shortage of history. So oh, yeah. Yeah, we're pretty proud. So that's good. So right I'm glad on. you finally made it out here. I'm so happy to yeah. be here. So so great. Thanks for having us. No out. problem. Thanks, Thanks for buddy. making this work. Yeah. Uh, I gotta come two. come and check your hall out again. When yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. We we made so many changes, and uh, well, hopefully you'll be able to shoot over for the. Oh no, you're teaching. You're not gonna um, be able to come to. Suppose David I'm teaching. We'll see if we have a fire ban or not. Yeah. If you get a chance, but it's always open. We are always happy to have people. You're buying beer, well. right? Always. Okay, always. good. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> Sold. Season two, episode twenty-two here in Car Stairs with Fire Chief Jordan. Thanks, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for listening to Growing Up Fire today. Follow me on Instagram at Chief Coots to comment or send questions. We appreciate your support.